0: Welcome. We are a mother-daughter podcast about all things surrogacy. Together, we have brought eight beautiful babies into this world, and we would like to share our knowledge of surrogacy with those who want to educate themselves on the topic. This is Stop, Sit, Surrogate. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Stop, Sit, Surrogate. This is Kennedy and Ellen. And and today we are going to talk about agencies and going privately, the possible benefits um, and cons of each of them. So let's get started. So I guess our first question we'll go with is, how did you find an agency? So mom, why don't you go first since you did it forever ago and we'll see how much it's changed.
1: Okay, and so just to let you all know, I think Ken and I both just did agencies. We, we did not go private. Um, So we're going to be heavily based on the agency side of it, but we did interview somebody who did do it privately. And we're going to share that with you at the end of the agency part of it, if that's okay.
0: Yeah. I have a really nice friend on social media that was um, willing to give her story. So yes. Okay.
1: So how did I find an agency Uh, as back? Like good 20 some odd years ago, maybe 21 years ago. And I, honestly, just Googled it. Um, and I got some hits on some agencies. And as you do, when you Google anything, then you, you know, click on that and you get some more information. So I already knew I wanted to do it for a gay couple. I, I don't know why that was a big deal to me back then. I mean, I've been trying to think about it, but I already knew I wanted to. So some of the agencies didn't work with same-sex couples, and so I discounted them right away. There were only a handful to begin with, and then I found one agency that strictly, pretty much 95%, just dealt with same-sex couples, whether it be male or female. And so I jumped on it. They were a new agency, and I chose them and filled out an application and went that route. But by the, from the time I started looking to the time I actually was in touch with an agency was probably a good month. So Kennedy, how did you begin your search for an agency?
0: Uh, So, I mean, I did the same thing. I did Google search uh, just because, you know, when, even when I started, even to this day, it's not like you can pick up a book and find an agency just located within it. It's all social media. Uh, so I found it on, I found my first one on Google search. And then my second one was a Google search, but then I went with my second one again. So I just did that because I was already with them before.
1: When you found your agency online, what was the pro? Did they ask, did they want you to make a phone call? Did you get to fill something out online? Because me, there was nothing filling it out online. You Right. No, it was all paper. We mailed things back and forth. So this is how old I am. No, but it was who was mailing things back and forth. Um, And then you got the phone calls. And and so when I'd have to say from the time I found my agents, it took me about a month to find them. And by the time applications were filled out, they were looked over. Things went back and forth in the mail it was probably another good month before I found out that they would even entertain the idea of having me on board. Wow. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, yeah, so when I did my Google search and I found the agency that I ended up wanting to go with, uh, I had to fill out a form to make sure, you know, they just ask you basic questions, And so to make sure that you're qualified to be a surrogate, because there are many qualifications that you need. Well, since
1: since you're saying about the qualifications, just uh, since you've done it recently more than I have, what are some of the big qualifications?
0: Well, the main one is you have had to have a child of your own and you have to currently be raising your child. The child has to be within your house because they need to know that you can carry to term and carry healthy.
1: Correct. And then what... what what are some of the other ones? Do you remember?
0: Age is another one. I know with some agency, every agency, the starting is 21. You have to be 21. Uh, that's what I found. I, I have not found an agency that's less than 21. So, but they can, I've seen agencies cut you off at 38. And then I've seen agencies cut you off at 42. So it just depends on who you go with.
1: When I was doing it, the agencies would cut you off you, you, after 40. So oh. I did my last one, literally got pregnant when I was 40, but right before my 41st birthday is when I delivered. So I was cut off oh, wow. I was right there at the edge. Yes. So, and I think there's also another criteria where you can't be on any federal assistance. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. You can't have any federal assistance or Medi-cal, state even. But but med- insurance doesn't count. Okay. So it's, it's more like, um, food stamps, food stamps, and okay. you know, that, that kind of stuff, they don't, okay. they, uh, they, cause they need to know that you are financially stable and that you're not just doing this just for money. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, that was another one. And then, yeah, those, those are the main ones,
1: the big ones, right. Right. Those yeah. are the big ones. Right. And then as you were saying, um, before you do have to be psychologically clear, but we'll go into that a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. All right. So So then how long were you filled out your application? It went in, they contacted you how quickly thereafter.
0: Right. Okay. So I filled out my forms. I was trying to wrap my brain around it because I matched in January of 2017, which probably sounds really crazy because my kid had just turned a year old. So I, I believe I was looking, I was looking it in November of twenty sixteen. And so from looking to actually finding an agency to actually getting matched was two months. So that's not horrible. But uh, so if I I believe it took about three to four weeks after I filled out the form, they did call me two days later and then everything picked up really quick.
1: Right. And and in my recollection of all of that, it seemed like forever. Um, and it had to probably have been easily three months before, from the time I contacted the agency to the time I was actually able to look at profiles. Uh huh. And then I wanted to get it going quickly. So I just, okay, let's pick and let's get going. So it, it was a right. while.
0: So, question because this is about agencies. You get to look at profiles. Some you do, some you don't. So, with your first agency that you went with, because how many agencies did you go with in total? I two. Okay, so with your first agency, did you get to look at profiles, or did, were you just handed a couple?
1: Okay, so for the first agency that just dealt with the um, same-sex couples, I was told. I was going to be matched with a particular couple. But when I did the second surrogacy, which turned out to be the triplets, I asked and got numerous profiles. I looked at a ton. Well, a ton to me is 10 to 12. I looked because I just didn't like what I was seeing. It reminded me too much of the first couple and that was not a good experience. And so I needed somebody to jump off that page. And when I finally got to the intended parents that I ended up choosing, they jumped off the page. There was just something about that profile. And I thought this is going to be good, but I was not given the opportunity with that agency, with the first surrogacy, because I have a feeling, this is just my take on it, that I was naive, new, didn't know the ropes. And surrogacy itself was kind of new, way newer than it is now, obviously. Um, And I just, didn't want to ruffle feathers. So I didn't ask any questions. I didn't make any noise. I just was like following as a sheep and I just did what they told me. Right. Second surrogacy was a lot different. And I spoke up. And your third, uh, third, I uh, third one was really financially based, as I mentioned before. And that one, I just wanted an agency that paid me the most amount of money to carry a child, I was going to do, give that child the same care that I gave all the other ones, but it was financially motivating for me. So the one that was going to respond the quickest to me is when I went with it. And um, yes, I did look at profiles there, but I wasn't looking for anybody to jump off a page. I just wanted to choose somebody that pretty much that one, I wanted to choose somebody that was in my own state because the other ones were never. And I did, I chose somebody that was in my own state. That was my only criteria for that one.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to get into that later. Cause no, no, no. <laughs> I don't yeah. like well, having them in the same County.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I had these grandeur ideas of, Oh gosh, maybe I could go to the first birthday party. Cause the other ones were so far away that I would never right. see them on a regular basis. And that just didn't happen. So
0: it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause with my first agency, I I, I am so lucky with my first couple, but I was handed them They you know, they actually did give me, cause I went with an agency that unbeknownst to me was, um, very Chinese based international. Yeah. They were all coming. They were all really in China, like all of them. And they tried to set me up with couple after couple after couple. And they were heterosexual couples and they didn't speak a lick of English and I just said look I have two criterias I want a gay man or a gay couple and I want them to speak English because I want to communicate with them I don't want to have to go through somebody every single time and so once I said that they're like oh well we have one
1: wow
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh you have one Great And so we met and immediately after our Zoom call was done, we were matched. We and to this day I love them. That little girl's gonna be four and she's I love them so much. So I was really lucky in not picking my couple right. But then after talking to you and figuring things out a little bit, I was like, ooh, I want to pick my own couple because I have to, I have to deal with them and they have to deal with me. We have to like each other. Right. So then with my second agency, they actually send you, it's kind of like an adoption because they like send you or a ma- I get Well, I guess it's like a matching service, right? It's like it's like a dating service. They're like, here you go. Here are three couples. And they- they
1: their profiles. They're really nice profiles.
0: Yeah, I get their full profiles. And then they get a profile of me if I say I want to meet them, but they don't get to know anything about me until I pick them. So with my second couple, I got- three again I did it for two gay men and I and they'd um and I got three profiles and I me it was like "Ah, them I don't like them (laughs) those are my those are my people and so that was nice and then my third couple but my third couple I was given a profile I was given one profile because my third surrogacy as well was financially based however I went in hoping for the best thinking, Oh my gosh, we can, you know, we, I, I have these two great relationships and that's a whole other story, but uh, they were, they, they did just give me one couple, the highest paying couple that they had at that time, supposedly. Um, and they thought we would be a great match. <laughs> so their baby's healthy.
1: Yeah. There's a whole nother story behind that, that Kennedy will get into. Um, I do recall from that one that you ended up. uh the the agency let you start another surrogacy early there earlier than they would have normally. They, they mm-hmm. kind of bent the rules for you because they had this couple who needed someone and who was willing to meet that criteria and that demand. And they wanted somebody who was seasoned and they wanted somebody who was like a two-timer or a three-timer surrogate and you fit all that criteria. So to you, to them, you probably looked like the golden Easter egg. Whereas to you, like you said, it was financially based and you had such great relationships with the first two that how come this wouldn't be a good relationship either. But the big difference between the two,
0: what what was it mom
1: (laughs) heterosexual couple was her last surrogacy. And the first two were um, gay men. We're not saying that it's just right. It's,
0: it's, here's the thing for me I get I get I don't get along with girls that well anyways I have probably two girlfriends I just I don't for some weird reason it's just not we're not on the same path we're not on the same communication um you're wired differently
1: you are definitely wired differently Mm -hmm.
0: and I have respect for women I am all for women it's not that it's just this this journey made me realize I really can't do this for a heterosexual couple because the guy as well, the way that a heterosexual man treated me was extremely appalling and much, much different. I got no respect from them compared to the gay couples that I did for. I got Mounds and mounds of respect. Whereas a heterosexual couple that I, that I did this for, I got zero respect. So it, um, I'm not saying that all hetero, n- no. I'm sure not. I'm sure there's like 1% of heterosexual couples that are like that. And that was my, that was right. my couple Luck of the draw. Right. Yeah.
1: But they, they called you back specifically to be a surrogate for this couple, because just let's just put it out there. They were having a hard time meeting the criteria and the demands that this couple asked for. And you fit the bill 125%. And they thought, yes, this you is going to work.
0: It's so funny. Cause I, I completely blocked this whole journey out of my mind. Sorry. Was traumatizing, but it's, you're so right. No, you're so right though. It's so funny. I forgot that I was, I was actively looking for an agency and I had found an agency that was going to give me everything that I wanted, um, you know, compensation wise, couple wise, like everything I ever wanted but I was going to have to go through the whole process again. And then out of the blue, I got an email from my agency who I had done my second surrogacy with. And they were like, Hey, do you want to be a surrogate again? And I was like, Oh, I thought I couldn't do it. You know, six months after baby, I thought I had to wait a whole year. And they're like, Oh no, no, no. Like let's talk. And I was like, that's weird. Okay. So we talked and they're like, we have a great couple. What do you want? And they were like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I told them, I was like, I want A, B, C, and D. And they're like, okay, you got it. And I was like, really? That was really easy. And so then every I mean, the rest is history, but they, my agency reached out to me.
1: That should have been red flags to both of us. And I yeah. just, I just don't think either one of us, it was on the radar because you had such great experience before with this same agency. So thinking back in hindsight, it's like oh that should have been ding 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 wait a second what's happening no maybe we need to have a meet and greet before i agree to do this but you know what everything we do is a learning curve and it's a journey and you're you're i'm not you're a better person for having gone through that i'm i'm not i'm not wishing that on you ever again but <laughs> we're all, all of us are better people we've had to deal with so many uh, uncomfortable stressful chaotic situations and not even including that it was a pandemic, like not even including that Yeah. with that particular surrogacy. And you lived with us at that point. And so mm-hmm. we were all going through it as well. So yeah, we'll leave that for another um, session, but
0: I know yeah, that, that's the big difference the thing. Big, big
1: difference. Okay. So next would be, so we know how we picked them. Why did we pick them?
0: Yeah. Why? So, right. So what drew you to pick your first agency?
1: Okay. What the big draw for me because I didn't have a whole lot to choose from. The mm-hmm. big draw to me was this was a. They advertised themselves as mainly dealing or mainly catering to same sex couples. And that drew me in big time.
0: And they so, still do that. They that, still that, do. That agency is still.
1: But but they do. Also, heterosexual couples—they they do. They'll, they'll take everyone, and and which they're inclusive, which is wonderful. But when I when I went with them, that was their main because when the owner had um, started her agency, she had noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of surrogate agents, agencies catering to same sex individuals or single individuals. So that is where she kind of got the the market and that niche on that market. So that was what my big draw was. What is it? Because it was, because it was for same-sex couples. Um, It was in LA. It was close. It was, I just, I felt, I really felt like they were like, wow. Yeah. We really, we really want her. We really um, think she's the bomb. But when you finally get it, when I finally got into it, it was, I was just another number. And, you know, we'll talk about that later, But I would have definitely, after doing it the first time, which I did, homework for the second time. And it's just hard. That's why I think we wanted to do these podcasts to try and help anybody with, like, maybe things you should think about before or when you're looking for an agency. Maybe make a list. And, yes, this I need this and this and this. And, no, I can kind of compromise with those things. But it's really dependent on what you want, Mm -hmm. not what the agency per se can give you, it's what you want and your needs to get the journey that you so desire. Right. So that was my big pull because they were same sex. And
0: Mm -hmm. just a little side note, I actually, uh, I applied to work with them this last journey right before my agency called me and I never could get accepted and I never understood why in the world can I not get accepted? And I finally got accepted. I got a phone call the next day. I mean, I was calling these people because the compensation that they give you now, because they work with extremely, extremely high profile cases. So this is like,
1: Celebrity status.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm I'm super seasoned, like I want to do like how fun would that be? That would be what an experience. That would be awesome. Um, and I was on the phone with them and everything, and they were like, Yeah, let's do it, let's do this. And then all of a sudden, they're like, Wait, we got your medical, and you had postpartum after your first child, my own son. Of course, I had postpartum with my own son, I was taking care of him, like who doesn't have postpartum or baby blues? I'd like to find a person who doesn't. And they're like, well, because of that, we can't accept you. So even though I had had two other babies and I did not have any type of postpartum depression, nothing, they declined me because of something that happened, what, four years ago. And I felt so attacked for Mm -hmm. how dare you judge me and my body and my, how, how I, how my body and my mind just decided to cope. Like I can't control that. Do you think that I wanted postpartum depression?
1: Right. (laughs) And, and I also remember you saying it was because you had taken your doctor had prescribed a slight medication for you during Mm -hmm. that time to help you get through that and to help you kind of regulate out your um, hormones Mm -hmm. and all the imbalances and they mentioned that as well, that you were prescribed a medication. Well, it's not, she's, she's not currently on the medication four years later. It was literally like a 30 or a 60 day supply. I don't even think you took it that long. It was just to help with mental health and, and mental health is so in the spotlight right. in the last couple of years. It was never a thing when I was in surrogacy, never a thing. And I had all kinds of feelings and emotions and not knowing what that was. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah, it was all attributable to mental health. Like I had huge postpartum, not with any of my children, but after the first surrogate baby, huge postpartum issues.
0: Really?
1: Yes. And I never, I couldn't figure it out. I, I was just at a loss. I was, and my doctor, my OB, who was a, a man at that time, just kind of sat me down and said, listen, you just did this, 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 and this, your body did this and this, you got to regulate and, and, and get your hormones all back in shape. So this is what we're going to do. And he prescribed vitamins and things like that. I never went on any antidepressants, but, um, that was a whole nother issue there, but today mental health is a big one, a big one. And that it, your needs have to be met on that mental health issue. Um, whether good or bad. It's crucial. So you got to look for an agency that, that's going to support you on that as well. Not just attend their meetings, but support you. Amen. Right.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Okay. The next, the next one we talked about was,
0: well, wait, why did yeah. you switch agencies?
1: Oh, um, okay. So for the first two, it was mm-hmm. the same agency. And for the third one, I just wasn't down with doing it for this agency a third time. Um, Why? Yeah.
0: Without getting super into it. Yeah.
1: They were getting big way too fast. Mm. They Mm. They were new and they were getting big way too fast because it was getting out there that who they were able to accommodate and that they were inclusive of, of, of different types of situations. And I felt really lost after the sec. It was triplets for crying out loud. Yeah. I was the second surrogate in their agency to have triplets and they fought so hard to have me reduce that pregnancy down to have only twins. And that, that was just i'll it's i still when i think, think about it now i'm in surrogacy to give life i yeah. think most surrogates are not to take it away and if my couple was okay with three because that's what the big man upstairs decided was going to take on this one then we all should have been copacetic and fine with that instead of the pressure the pressure the pressure uh, go to the reduction, go to the reduction, go see, go see which one they're gonna take and by by what I mean by which one they're gonna take which baby they were gonna stick a needle into his heart and put some medication in and he was gonna no longer be living. And let's do this at week 12. So wow. yeah, so it was tough. It was really really tough so I just felt I was not I felt I was not supported in any way shape or form through that whole fiasco about regarding all of that yeah. and and my couple, Stood behind me. Good. We decided to go on with three, and um, the agency pretty much didn't have anything. I pretty much didn't have anything to do with the agency once the couple and I decided. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think Kennedy knew about that.
0: No, I yeah. didn't know. Well, I was like, yeah, eight. it was like bad. I knew nothing. I knew nothing of this.
1: Yeah. So the couple and I decided to, you know, we would keep in communication, and I would, you know, obviously give them all doctors' appointments and and keep them up to date. But we decided I would have very little communication with the agency other than submitting what I had to submit to get reimbursed or um, I even stopped going to uh, meetings. My doctor wrote me out because I had a triplet pregnancy and it was too much of a car ride and I couldn't fit behind the steering wheel. I mean, we, we got creative. And yeah, I'm not just yeah. trying to say that, you know, you should, you should do that in things, but this couple decided to go ahead and have those three babies. And we wanted to do everything we possibly could to get them to the latest week that we could. Um, and, and like we talked about before, they're all 19 years old now and they're off to college. So, so what we did, we did. And, and, but that's the reason I switched. So the other agency I found same way through a Google search, I was really just looking for the highest pair. That really was. And I went with the highest payer and I ended up, um, and I did get a same sex couple. I was looking for that as well. Um, but I just picked in my state, like I said, and we just, and it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good experience, which is sad, but in the end I did get what I needed to go through nursing school. I wanted to take a year off and supplement my salary and they got their baby. So
0: healthy baby. Yep. Yep. It worked. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yep. Well, then I guess really quick, we're going off on tangents. So like, let's, you know, but, um, I bet they like
1: it. I bet they like us going off on tangents. It's way more interesting.
0: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what are the, what are the steps that you took? I think we kind of already went over that though. Like, but you didn't have to fill out a form first. I did have to fill out a form first. That was my first step.
1: My, and my first step was I found them. You downloaded the form. You filled Mm -hmm. it out like pen to paper and you sent it in, and you waited to get contacted. Mm. Once you were contacted, uh, a phone interview happened, then you went in to the agency to do a psych eval, in-person psych eval, Mm. and you also did an interview with, like, the agency, with the the owners or the, you know, the top-notch people, so just to kind of see face-to-face then we ended up doing, um, the medical clearance came next, which was a host of tests with a, uh, fertility doctor, all kinds of stuff. I don't even know the proper names for all the tests that they do, but it's where they put the water up in your black, up in your uterus and see if it holds for a certain amount of time. I think it's called a his sister, I don't know. I'll have to look it up, oh, but yeah. yeah, I think you had one of those done too. I think yes so you did that you have to do blood work they do all kinds of stuff your BMI which is your weight has to be in a certain range at least it did for me um you couldn't be over a certain BMI um and be a surrogate so that was another criteria how about you guys how about you
0: well wait I'm confused yeah did you match during all of this
1: we okay now yeah no I haven't gotten there yet so did the medical clearance nope did the medical clearance. They wanted to know they had a viable surrogate before they introduced them to any people. So we did the medical clearance. And then when that was completed, um, they were in the midst of obtaining insurance because you can't re- do surrogacy under your own insurance. You have to get separate insurance for that. So they, that took a long time to get. Once I had the insurance, all locked in, which probably took a good six weeks to get that all locked in. Then I was told, we have a match for you. Here's the profile. It was a while. It was a while. Then you go into contracts, correct? Like back and forth, they lawyer, you're a lawyer, you try to, and being new, we really, well, I knew what to tell Kennedy, but me being new, not really, wasn't sure what should be in those contracts and what shouldn't be in those contracts. So I just kind of went with it. I really didn't have any like, Hey, I need this or, Hey, I need that. And then after the contracts or during the same time as the contracts, uh, you're back with the fertility doctor and he's getting you on with your shots and when your cycle's going to start and coaching you and all of that. And then once contracts are signed, you have the go ahead to start your meds. Right. So if that didn't quite meet up with the cycle, you would have to wait a whole another month. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So it was a very long process. Very long.
0: It's it's still that process, but yours is mine's in a bit, mine's in a little bit of a different order. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I filled the format online and then you get contacted via phone and like, you know, you just talk on there and then a bunch of emails, a lot, lots and lots of emails, which is great. After I've learned very big tip, I'm going to give everyone have everything written, everything. I don't I, I, everything needs to be written, save it, print it, screenshot it, anything you need to cover you. That is 100%. I don't care how many times agencies will say, Oh no, we support you. We love you. this and that uh, they can say it until they're blue in the face, but I'm going to cover me more than anybody else will ever cover me more than a spouse would cover me I I protect me so that is just number one just had to say that but um so you fill out the form you get the phone call and then a bunch of email and then uh and then it and then I had a virtual psych eval okay I, I had two of those uh yeah, like a couple, like two weeks apart. I don't know why. Oh. And then I had an in-person psyche val. So they really wanted to make sure you weren't crazy, which totally fine. I'm all for it. If somebody was carrying my baby, I'd really want to know that they're not crazy. True. So I, I appreciate that. Then after psyche psyche val and everything like that, and I got a medical clearance from my OB not an IVF I got a medical clearance from my OB saying she can be a surrogate it's fine then I got to go into the process of who should we match with and then I did the matching and then after I matched that's when I would meet their IVF doctor and that's when I would do all that then I would get the medical clearance from that and then we would look into contracts. I mean, during this whole time, we're looking into contracts because clearly, if my OB gave me a medical clearance to be a surrogate, I'm pretty a okay. But their their doctor needs to check as well because it's he's the IVF, he's the specialist. So after yeah, after I got the medical clearance from him, then doc then documents were signed and medications were started immediately, and there was no. So it's interesting because I didn't have to wait This last time this last time there was no cycle to be waited upon.
1: Right. Whereas when I did it, you were put on the birth control pill whether or not you wanted to be on one or not. You were put on that to regulate your cycle. Mm-hmm. And so then they would tell you when we were like when medications were ready to start, okay, so now they could sync me up with the egg donor. Cause in a lot of these are, is an egg donor and fresh oh. is back then fresh cycles were better than frozen. Kennedy can attest that frozen cycles for herself have been very fruitful. Yeah. Fresh, better than frozen. And when I was doing it again, guys, this is over 20 years ago, the fresh cycles had to match up with me so that The egg donor would—they would retrieve her eggs, and three to five days later, we would have the transfer. So my uterus would have to be ready because those little eggs would be fertilized with the sperm and in the petri dish, and they would be growing. Some of them might make it to blastocysts, some of them may not, and they would grade the eggs. And so I remember one of my, where they got 17 eggs out. 17 from the egg donor and they fertilized them all. And they, they deemed 10 of them to be grade a or B that's what they liked A or B's. And with that one, I believe we put in two eggs and we just got one baby. That was my first, that was my first one. Now with the triplets, the quality of the eggs was not so great. It was a fresh cycle as well. The quality wasn't great at all. They got four good eggs or decent eggs. He gave them a 15 to 20% viability. And that's when the couple and I discussed it. And they said, do you just want to put all four in? And we agree. I agreed to it because the doc, my fertility doc was like, you know, good luck. Cause I don't think they're going to work. And we discussed it, we put them all in, but, but that's a, such a, just such as like a blow in your head cause like you do all these medications and then you come to transfer day and it's like, oh no, what happened? And we put them in and don't, you know, six weeks later we had three heartbeats out of four eggs. So be careful. And well,
0: they don't, they don't do that now. They are, they are so highly against putting more than one. That was a shock to me when you
1: started doing surrogacy where they're like, we've got one egg left and we're going to thaw it out. And, and yes, it's going to take. And by damn, didn't it take?
0: Yeah, but it was, it was the last, it was the last embryo. It was the only embryo so crazy.
1: And then he would have, this is your first guy, your first couple, they would have had to do a whole nother new, get an egg donor and do yeah. that whole thing. So that, so with mine, that was a thing all the time. They wanted fresh cycles. So you had to sync up with the egg donor. So my couple would pick the egg donor first. She would get on her cycle of medications and then they'd have their surrogate and I, they would try and link me up and get me right around the same time frame. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of, um, you had to pinpoint dates. So, and with yours,
0: yeah.
1: Like I was shocked when you're like, oh yeah, this and that. And this, and I was like, what you, you, you're taking meds already. You don't have to wait. You don't have to do on the birth control pill. You don't have to. Oh. So it's amazing how much science, and you would think that it would, it would, it would really well, in 20 years. escalate in 20 years. Yes. Yes. Right. So yeah, it's unheard of to put extra eggs in unheard of.
0: Well, right. Now. And I gave my first agency a really hard time about it. Cause I could. Just- <laughs> You were, well, because you were like, oh my gosh, you got to put several in. And I was like, why aren't we putting more in? I don't want to go through all this. And then it failed. Like, it was crazy. And they're like, it's not going to fail. I'm like, we're pretty confident.
1: Right. And, and sure enough, I think, right. First, second and third. Didn't they all take for you on the first Uh, time? Yeah. Knock
0: on wood woman, but yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Knocking right there. Yep. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm a a very (laughs) lucky duck.
1: Very very, come from good genes. There you go. Okay. I got. I need my sticker, Kennedy, name me a sticker.
0: Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Um, okay, so what did you like about being with an agency?
1: Being a first-time surrogate, I really liked that they took the ropes and they told me what to do, where to go, where to be, how to do it, what to sign, like I said, I was just their sheep and I just kind of followed, but I didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Whereas you had me that I could kind of pepper in some of that stuff. Um, What I didn't like, I think was just the thumb on you all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And they were definitely um IP heavy instead of surrogate heavy. So what I mean by that is they, The IPs had the money. They were the ones funding everything. And they really, really, we could, we could both have complained about the same thing. And I would have been 100% wrong. And my IPs would have been 100% right every single time, because that's the ones who are paying their bills. And they're the ones who were pretty much just, uh, what would be the right words that making the, the, they're the ones who kind of just dictated how everything went just because they held the pocketbook or the checkbook.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to drift off track here a little bit and then we're going to speed this up a little. Cause I know that we're going way over, but yeah, we're sorry. Um, no, but uh, so I did ask a bunch of people on my social media. What do, what are the pros and what are the cons of surrogacy? And the main thing I believe literally almost every person that responded said what you just said the, the I'll, I'll i'll read some control they don't like the fact that the agency has the control over you they um they can be really slow and sometimes seem like they don't care uh so- social workers at the agency they didn't really seem to know us or our situation after being pregnant uh, felt like they were more interested in the IPS than the needs and wants of me the surrogate this isn't me saying this you guys this is this is really nice people who, who I've befriended on social media and they they decided to give their two cents uh, another con is always a middle oh yeah always a middleman for communication so it takes longer to talk which mm. I agree that the agency is still a business and the surrogate isn't always their priority All right. so, it's sad. It's it's. I it, it. I mean, I'm glad that I'm not alone and that we're not alone in thinking that we are not respected enough and that we're not treated like normal human beings. Um. So that's. I mean, what it's not for you to know.
1: You used one agency twice. What did you like about that agency? What were the, the main one or two things that you liked about them?
0: So what I liked about that agency was the fact that they, they they they, they were. My first agency didn't give a crap about me. So they, they just were like, whatever you got matched by. So I was like, oh, okay. Luckily me and my couple, we got along great. So I was like, well, I don't want to go with them again. This was horrible for many reasons. And I'll get into that another time. But my first agency or my second agency that I found, you know, one was money uh they definitely compensated much better for surrogates okay. because i know what i'm worth and if they're going to compensate me for what i know i'm worth then i'm more than happy to provide my service second they were a lot more mental health friendly let's let's talk about our feelings let's you know we had monthly meetings that you had to show up for it was in your contract you have to go to these things i mean unless you know you're you know there's an issue but yeah so I, I loved that they were involved enough, but not overwhelming. And they did take, they did take the awkwardness of talking about legalities away. I didn't have to worry about all that, that I just got to talk to somebody and then they would go to my couple and talk to them, but they didn't do that because as I became friends with my, with my second couple, they were like, you wanted this. We had no idea. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, no, we never heard that that's not a big deal. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you're kidding. And what what I'm talking about here is I wanted an hour with the baby. I just wanted one hour with the baby with no intended parents in the room, just me, my son and my parents. And you know, if any, if my sister or my brother wanted to come as well. And my agency was like, that's, that's aggressive. And I'm like, no, it's not aggressive. I just carried this baby for nine months. You're going to mm-hmm. give me an hour. And the reason, the reason I asked for that is because of you, because you were like, yeah. you need to, you need to say goodbye to that baby. And yeah. I don't, I didn't need that, but I wanted that for my son right. because I needed him to see the start and finish. Yeah. I could care less.
1: <laughs> right. Like, it's, I, we okay. In my contracts, the, the hour was there. It was um, mm-hmm. a private hour. No IPs, you could have your family in the room, you could take pictures, and you could get the closure that you needed because that baby was going to be leaving either the next day, that night, whatever it was. But one hour it seems like a really long time. But when everybody that was involved in your journey, for myself, uh, it was, you know, my husband, he was a big deal about the whole thing. He was like my biggest cheerleader. And then, um, I can't remember if you guys came for the first. No, I don't think you guys came for the first one because um, I had some health issues with that that I'll explain when we go into that surrogacy. But yeah, the big, the one hour was a big, big deal. So I really stress that to you to make sure that you could get that private. Uh,
0: yeah. Not with the couple have private it by privately. yourself. You're not going to take this baby and run. Right. It's not, not, it's not that, but you need time to not have this new couple, new parents, just staring at you. Like, what are you doing with my baby? It's like, I'm holding the baby. It's okay. I just, I just held your baby for nine months and look at your baby's healthy in here.
1: And to piggyback off of that, you wanna see what you grew. You just birthed a baby for another family that you're probably not gonna get to see, maybe a couple pictures, but you're not gonna physically get to see this baby a whole lot. And we as women want to make sure the job we did was well done. So I count fingers, I count toes, I see how long they are. I just, I just want to see them without, like you said, somebody else breathing over my shoulder, looking over my shoulder or what have you. And we should be able to, that should be something every surrogate gets, every surrogate gets. It doesn't mean, because we don't hold that baby first when the baby is born. Oh no. Parents are, even if the parents aren't there, which you have had those situations, You did not hold that baby. That baby went in the incubator till the parents got there. They held first. That I think is a big deal. And you were very kind in allowing them to do so.
0: Not my baby, not my moment. Correct.
1: But in hospitals, they want to put the towel up and they go, okay, here comes baby. Let's put it on mom's chest. So you have to make sure the hospital knows that ahead of time. Yeah. That's a whole nother, we are getting off on topic. I'm sorry, but yeah, this one hour thing's a big deal guys. So if you do go into surrogacy, I I would suggest that you do get that written in your contract. I do.
0: But anyways, just really quick, what I really didn't like about my agency uh, was <laughs> I'm going to really try. No, I'm just going to really try and not go on a tangent here. I'm going to say it as cl- clean, clean, and crisp as I can. The reason I do not like agencies is because they do not support the surrogate at all. And I'm going, I will take this. No, I'll take this to my grave because. The way that I was recently treated in a journey, I was a victim. I hate that word, but I was, I had doctors backing me while I had doctors backing me because of my health was deteriorating, which was affecting the baby. And instead of my agency supporting me, I was being threatened to be sued by this couple that I was carrying their baby for. And I constantly was getting threats. I was constantly not feeling safe. My doctor, I lost weight at the end of my oh. pregnancy, not the end. Cause I went early and near the end of my pregnancy, I lost weight. My doctor got really concerned. Things were happening. And my agency I, I have to be careful in what I say, but I really feel I feel because I'm allowed to have feelings. I feel like they sat on their asses and did nothing because even though they were telling me, oh well, we're talking to them and we're doing this because my couple was not allowed to talk to me at all. I made that very very, very adamant. Any communication had to be written, had to be in emails, had to be with a bunch of other people involved. They could not have a one-on-one conversation with me because I felt unsafe right so my agency did not do what i needed them to do which was bat for me sure maybe they took some blows yeah i'll give them that i'm sure they took a lot of blows knowing what i was going through i'm sure they they took a lot they took a lot of hits for sure but i didn't see them bat for me i didn't hear them advocate for me i didn't see anything it's always well we're doing this but are you doing that because you know, this horrible thing is still happening. Do you really have my back? Like, do you really? So uh, no, I am not a fan of agencies. I had two really great experiences and one utterly horrible one. And I will never ever, this is my question, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. I will never go with an agency again, as long as I live.
1: And we lived with you for that third, we lived with you for all of it. But that third one, I can corroborate what she's saying. All of that is true. However, I do want to just caveat one thing. Um, There are some agencies that do support their surrogates. I just haven't found them yet. Now, I'm not in the market to, to be a surrogate. I'm not. And I think if we pulled 100 surrogates, I think you'd easily have half of them say that their agency supports them. However, there are certain circumstances such as what Kennedy went through that all surrogates are not going to go through. And that's the true test of time. Right. Is, is the agency going to step up and back you when something like that is happening? Your health is at stake. You feel unsafe. It, and in this instance, it didn't happen. Now, would I hope it would in other agencies? And would I hope that your agency would learn from this? Who knows? Because we're never going to find out. But you would hope that they would learn from it. So I agree with Kennedy with the, she says she would never go with a surrogate uh, agency again. And I, quite frankly, if I was still in the game, I I would be going private as well. We I know enough to get myself through it. That I And I think Kennedy knows enough to get herself through it um, and to know what we're looking for and what we're not looking for. And granted, it might not be the easiest thing the first time you do it, but heck, just like anything else, we tried surrogacy. I'd try it. I would try to go with a private agent with they private because you cut out the middleman,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you really have to be good on your communication skills. That's a big one. That's a big one.
0: You do. And yeah. so just, sorry, I went on a little heated transit and, um, tantrum whatever tantrum, whatever you want to call it. A tangent. But, You're fine. Whatever, my brain's in a jumbo, All right. but, so we- but, um, that's no, that's, it's a good segue. So this is me. This is this is our experience on agency. Yes, we like we said in the beginning. We don't have any experience with private. Right. Um, I we seven I seven experiences
1: am... with surrogates in agencies. Kennedy three, me four. That's what we've had with various right. agencies. And me was two agencies, and you were two agencies. So really, it's only four agencies in the whole spectrum of agencies. Right. So we are a small.
0: Little super
1: small. Yeah, we are super super small. But even with all the information that I was able to give Kennedy and be able to help her navigate through some of this stuff, she still had some issues. She did. And,
0: but that's and that's just everybody's gonna everybody's Correct. gonna have ups and downs in it. But Correct. Just to, to wrap this up, um, yep. I did, I was lucky enough to reach out and speak to somebody on social media who um is a very sweet human. And she said I could name her and her name is Amanda. She's not my sister, but, (laughs) but um, she's a very nice, she's a very nice girl. And uh, I was able to ask her questions. So I'm just gonna read her responses and my questions. So I asked her what made you want to do a private surrogacy. And she said, I had some things I didn't love about my old agency and felt confident in my experience to do it independently. And I believe me and my mother feel the same way, Amanda. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So how did you start? I joined a bunch of surrogacy match groups on Facebook and waited to find the couple I liked. Very smart. Uh, Where did you look? I mostly did Facebook and a little word of mouth. How did you match with an IP? My IP posted on one of the groups and I felt like we lined up very well in views and requirements. I sent her a DM, which is a direct message, and started to build a relationship. She asked me a day or so later to match with them. How did you deal with legal aspects? I used the previous attorney I had used before, and it was very simple. They wrote up the contract with their attorney, and we adjusted and signed it with ours. How was money distributed? Money was distributed in trust fund that their attorney distributed at assigned time. Okay.
1: Like in different intervals, like each month, certain amount would go out, right?
0: Yeah, that's kind of how it goes in in an agency. Um, How did fertility docs work? Who picked the doctor and who picked the OB? They picked fertility due to the fact they had used her during her embryo harvest and the clinic had their embryos. That's also the same in an agency. I had used this clinic previously. So it was, uh, it was an easy pick. I picked the OB and let them have a say as well. But in the end, it was my decision. And that's how it goes for agency as well. As long as your insurance covers it. Right. Um, were there any parts of the process that you wished you had outside help? If so, what, and how did you overcome that? No, I feel like I was able to cut out the unnecessary check-ins and the group meetings. I wasn't a fan of. If anything, having a buffer can help, but if you're a good communicator, it isn't necessary. That is a very fair point. And my last question to her was, how was the experience in compare to an agency? So far, I liked my agency journey better, but not because of the agency, because it was just a smoother journey. And then she put in parentheses, it was an easier couple. Right. So again, it seems pretty similar. It seems like there's just more work on you in private. And the only thing that would, you know, that I would really have to figure out, I don't, I I, would be the legal, like who's going to be my attorney. Like that would be the big thing for me.
1: And that would be, if you hadn't been with an agency in these times, it would be very easy to find, you would just do surrogate attorneys and you could find one in your area because they are, they are abundant now. Right. Whereas it was very far and few between when I did it. So going private back then was just not even an option. I did, I did think about it in between mm-hmm. my surrogates and I did look and there was like one area where you could find people and they were offering crazy amounts of money, but like, Excuse me, like when I mean crazy amounts of money, like double and triple what you would get in an agency. And I just couldn't wrap my head around that thinking, how, how am I going to be kept safe? And that is why I didn't go private back then. Right. Yeah, right. there wasn't any checks and balances. I just didn't know even how to navigate it, even after going with an agency. With an, if I were to do it now in 2021, I would definitely think independent. There's just more out there. And those people who are not using an agency and trying to look for a match independently for their surrogate probably have reasons as well. It's probably half the cost. Oh, yeah. Easily.
0: I've done my research as well on it. And just a quick, quick thing. It is definitely cheaper for a couple to do this independently. And as for a surrogate, it's more lucrative Mm -hmm. to do it independently. So Okay. you know, you just, you just have to figure out which ones for you. I would, I would say if you're a first time surrogate and you don't know many surrogates, maybe you do the agency, but do your homework, yeah, <laughs> do right. big, big, big time homework. It's do. And you. And there's so
1: many avenues out there. Like you said, with Facebook and these match groups, and you're on like a surrogate um, support group, what have you Instagram. There's- Instagram. There are so many avenues out there. Instagram didn't even exist when I did this. Didn't even exist. Okay. <laughs> Neither did Twitter. Okay. So I'm just saying. Um, I think you we had yourself it. there. I don't think it was MySpace. Is what we had. MySpace. Well, that's super oh, old. Yeah, super old. But anyway, there weren't these groups. So if you're thinking about going independently, you you could get a lot of information from there. A lot. Yeah. Just like Kennedy said, do your homework. And know what you want. So I think that brings us to a close of episode three of Stop Sit Surrogate. Thanks all for listening. We appreciate it. I'm Ellen. Oh, I'm Kennedy.
0: <laughs> and we'll see ya for episode four. Okay. Two weeks.
1: Bye, everyone. All right.
0: Thanks, guys. Bye.